A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. It doesn't matter. It's not about me. Really? No, it's about me, but I'm trying to be better about that. <laughs> So I've got a little coffee cup. It says it's not about you. Uh huh. And I can't decide if it's talking if it's if it's it's talking to to you or to me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh I didn't know how to say that without sounding like a rube. Well, sorry, it already. Where did we hear the phrase or the word rube this week? The fire marshal. The fire marshal. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be on the show in a little bit talking about fire safety? Because it is fire safety month. It is. Yeah. And he was here, and he had spotted us in our normal office. He's only yeah. ever met us in our studio. Yeah. And he was in the office at Repcolite, and we ran into him, mm-hmm. and he looked at us, and then waved a little bit and moved on. And it in, didn't in his mind, dawn on yeah, him. he told us later. I kept thinking they look like Dan and Betsy, but they can't be because they work <laughs> in another in the wrong building. Space. And then when we laughed about it, he said, "Ah, I'm such a rube." Yeah. And I thought that was very funny. Uh-huh. And anyway, now you've taken that on. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can be a rube just like anybody else. Yes, you can be. Now, I already hinted at some of what we're talking about this week. Uh-huh. But you had an experience this week that's worth taking a moment <laughs> just to talk uh-huh. about. A, in case anybody has something similar. Yeah. And B, just because it was really gross and it's funny that it happened to you and not me. It was, yes, it was very gross. So I was standing in my kitchen looking for cobwebs because I do that because sometimes- It's one of her hobbies. Well, sometimes you can only see them in certain lights. So I occasionally stand there and just do a quick glance. Of course, most people do. Right. And I see these things- That was a joke, Betsy. Yes. Okay. I I got it. Um, I see these things up where the ceiling and the wall meet right in that groove. And at first I thought because it had been raining this week, I thought, well, maybe it's- you know, a little bit of rain, mm-hmm. that's going to be bad. Something's wrong with the roof. And then I realized that's not water. I don't know what that is. Get out the stool, get up there, and it is these little teeny tiny worm looking things. And what the heck is that? My first thought, because they're white, is maggots? those are maggots. And I was so grossed out. Yeah, that so, means you got a dead raccoon up there or something. Well, right. And I'm sitting there thinking, why are they what are they doing? How did they get here? So, of course, I have my little moment to freak out. And then sense I'm glad I never in. have those. <laughs> right. Grab my phone, do a little Googling, and it turns out they are Indian meal moth larvae. And they like to lay up there. They look like maggots, except they have a brown head. That's how you can distinguish the two different things. And they say that it's probably coming from the pantry and then they crawl up there to pupate and, you know, get their silk cocoons. Oh, that is a fun word to pupate. say. Pupate. Yeah. I am going to say that as many times today as possible. Yeah. So it really came from like a bag of, I don't know, cornmeal flour or something that I had in my cupboard. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yes, there was a bunch of little white. Uh, there was some larva. And so everything came out, got thrown out, so sanitized, gross. and... Now the problem appears to be gone. We had those same things when I was growing up in the house. I remember one single time, and I will never forget it because they were in my bowl of grape nuts as I was munching away on it. Mm -hmm. Sadly, it was when I reached the bottom of the bowl that I finally looked at it long enough to realize Mm -hmm. what was going on. So you probably ate some. I have no idea how many I ate. Yeah. 
They say it can be in cereal. They say it can be in dry dog food. Yeah. So just be I just looking. know they made me who I am today. <laughs> right. I attribute everything to the worms I ate at breakfast Ooh, in sixth grade. That's so disgusting. All right. So today All we're right. talking about fire safety. Yep. We already said that. Right. What's coming up at the end? I forget. We're talking ceiling about paint. ceiling paint. And I know people are groaning and going, oh, but really. Four people are cheering. Four people are cheering. But really, it's an intriguing thing to think about. And it's something that we really want to cover because there's a really great product that's going to make your life a whole lot easier when you use it. So we want to put it at the top of your mind today. Right. Another thing that we want to put at the top of everybody's mind Mm -hmm. is interior design. Yes. And we talk about it all the time in the sense of our homes. Right. But now we're going to take a little bit of a sidestep and talk about the importance of interior design Mm -hmm. when it comes to our businesses. And whether that's a restaurant, Mm -hmm. like a coffee shop, just a regular Shop, yeah, right? like a clothing store yeah, or something yeah, like go. that. A boutique, or is it a boutique? A boutique, yeah, boutique sounds silly, yeah, or an office space. Yeah, I'm just thanks, gonna say, thanks you for from moving that. us Move on. on. <laughs> if you have a boutique, uh, yes, uh-huh. we can paint that too. But anyway, anywhere that employees come or customers visit, it's mm-hmm. something to think about, and we know a right. lot of the listeners out there that applies to them. Right. Well, interior design in these kinds of spaces is really important because it gives off a certain vibe. You know, when someone steps into your shop or your restaurant or whatever, your place of business, they're going to feel something. And you want that to be a sense of confidence in whatever you're about to do for them, whether it's sell them clothing, feed them food, whatever. That's really important. What you just said. I don't even know if you realize how important that was. Okay. You said when they walk in, they're going to feel something. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that's a given. Good or bad. <laughs> right. That's the point. Whatever it is, right. there's going to be an impression. Mm-hmm. And we don't always even, cognit- we're not cognitively always aware of what that impression, right. we just know, we get a feeling of, oh, in fact, mm-hmm. for getting ready for an event that we've got coming up in November, we ended up stopping at a thrift store mm-hmm. and some of them, we just walk in, everything's great. There was one that we walked in that gave off a definite feeling. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't good. I know which one you're talking Wanted about. to get the heck out yeah. of there. It was a little bit, ter- it was like, yeah, It terrifying. wasn't a good experience. No. And so the thing is, everybody who comes to your place, whether it's an employee or a customer or mm-hmm. whatever- There's an impression that we get. Let's make sure it's a good one. Right. But doing that doesn't need to be expensive. There are definitely cheaper ways to go. Now, it can Mm -hmm. be expensive. You can make it expensive. you would like it to be. (laughs) But there are inexpensive ways to really get a huge impact without spending tons of money. Right. Really, you could just do a fresh coat of paint on the walls, a new color, which could completely change the feeling in there. Well, a lot of people don't realize how much color will change an yeah. atmosphere right. in a room. Right. If you do a light blue or a real soft green, it can be very calming. They put reds and purples in restaurants a lot. So it really evokes a feeling when someone steps into that space. And making sure you get the right paint is super important when you're painting a space like this, especially a business. Because yeah, when there's a lot of traffic through there, yeah. you want to have the right product and Really, in most of these situations, we'd recommend Scuff-X from Benjamin Moore. Yeah, it's low odor. It dries really fast, so you can get back to business Mm -hmm. a whole lot quicker. And it comes in any Benjamin Moore color, and it comes in a matte, an eggshell, a satin. All the different finishes. Right, and it's still scuff-resistant in those lower shades. Well, and the thing is, the scuff-resistant part of it, that's what makes it different than everything else out there. Right. Because we've compared Scuff-X to... 
products that are like two or three times as much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just resists scuffing unlike anything we've ever seen. Right. It is really, really cool stuff. Yeah. And Betsy had said earlier, you said that you can get the room back to use Mm -hmm. quicker. Yeah. We know Benjamin Moore would not make the claim. At least I don't think they would. No, we've asked before. That that Scuff X is scuff resistant as soon as it's dry. Right. They would not claim that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we're claiming that, but we have seen yeah. that it is We've remarkably, seen it we would have assumed that it had to cure you right. know, over several weeks right. before it reached this level of scuff resistance. Mm-hmm. Our experience, as soon as it's dry, it's extremely scuff resistant. So that means you could put your space back to use much quicker without right. worrying that you're going to be dinging up the walls yeah. Certainly as much as you mm-hmm. would with another product. It's user friendly. It goes on just like regular wall paint. There's no mixing of components or anything like that. It's a really great product. Yeah, that's Scuff-X. So you definitely should check that out. Yeah. Something else you could consider is wallpaper or anaglypta paper. Mm-hmm. Anaglypta is a paintable wallpaper, essentially. It has a little bit of texture to it. And Sometimes it, a lot of texture. It can yeah, look like tin depending. ceilings, can mm-hmm. look like fabric. Right. And it just adds a little bit of interest to your walls so that they're not just plain painted walls. Right. Or you could even do regular wallpaper. Now we said inexpensive. Maybe consider putting that on an accent wall. Right. Maybe behind a reception area. Something like that. It could work really well. Yeah. Another thing people tend to do when they're redoing a space is look at the furniture and they think they have to replace it. And that can be so expensive Mm -hmm. to replace a bunch of office furniture. But maybe if you just put a new fabric on, anything that has fabric, that will, you know, freshen up the space, a brighter color perhaps. It's also going to get rid of the dirty fabric that you have now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can paint the furniture. If it's, it doesn't have any fabric, go ahead and paint it. That will also help. Right. And you can have tremendous success and get tremendous durability out of it. Right. A lot of the times we think, okay, if I if I do that, it's mm-hmm. just going to chip up and, and, and peel and right. not last. Right. If you follow the right steps, mm-hmm. now you'll always get a little bit of chipping. But you can do a lot of things to minimize that and get great use out of these things. And in the course of getting ready for this upcoming event, we've seen a number of thrift stores, like we mentioned, Mm -hmm. and we've seen tons of furniture, cool, cool furniture Yep, for pennies. Yeah. All you have to do is grab a piece and go to town with your creativity. It could be really cool in the right setting. Right. One last thing I want to throw out there is think about art on the walls. And normally we think, again, art is expensive when you go to buy it. Or Mm -hmm. if it's a less expensive thing, it's pretty cookie cutter and everybody's got the same thing. You stop by the same store and there's 12 of them on the shelf and you take four. Well, I can say I've been in a number of businesses recently where they have teamed up with local artists and have the artist art on their walls and they're selling it for the artist. And it's great because it gives everyone something to look at. It's interesting. It's different. And you can swap out pieces fairly regularly with these artists. So it's always changing. Right. Connect with a local artist. There's a chance that they'll let you put it on the wall for free because they're happy for the exposure. Right. And they're excited to sell the product to your patrons. It works for everybody. It's a win-win. Like Betsy said, it's local. You could check Mm -hmm. at some framing shops, hit some art and craft fairs or shows. Maybe you can connect with an artist that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe even check in with an art college. Right. A lot of those have artists that are just getting out there and they would love to have that exposure. Now, coming up after the break, we are in the studio with Holland Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke talking about fire safety because it is Fire Prevention Month. That's next. Stay tuned.
helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, it's Fire Prevention Month. Yes, October officially is Fire Prevention Month. And we did this last year. We brought in Holland Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke. Brett, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks again for having me back. Last um, time I called him Brent, and he said that's a, an older name. <laughs> Brett's the newfangled way of saying it. That is true. Yes, you did do that. Yes. I forgot that you did that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we thought that once again we'd have him come back and kind of run through some things that we can do in our homes to help keep us safe since it is the month for that. And Brett, you sent me some really great statistics. I, great in Yeah, let's clarify. Well, yes, great <laughs> in the sense that it's really some data points that we can go from, work from, and learn from, but not so great that they involve fires. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a fun report, no. but there's really good info to grab from it. Right. So why don't you go over some of those things that are in this report that are going to kind of get our brains thinking about what we should be doing in our homes? Sure. So come right out and say it. A lot of the fire causes that we see in the city of Holland, which kind of translates uh, to the state level also, is the fires that we're having are of a behavioral nature. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of a causal relationship between something someone was doing and then the fire as it happens. And so when we look at the top three causes here of our fires in the city, uh, we've had 20 total building fires so far this year. And... uh, There's eight causes listed, but the top three, number one is cooking. There have been five fires that have been a result of cooking, uh, four electrical fires, uh, and then three that were uh, undetermined but likely human caused. There was some sort of a human causal factor um, that lent itself to the fire happening. So cooking fires, I assume someone is just cooking and it gets out of control. Something catches and suddenly we have a fire that's go spreading in the house it's not just in the pan anymore um what are electrical fires is that like extension cord or is that bad wiring in a house what generally is that so of the fires that we've had one was uh, a wiring issue in a house some older wiring that was improperly maintained Mm -hmm. uh there was some sort of a grounding issue that occurred then at that point and an arcing issue and that led itself to an attic fire that is one place i would not want because i'm guessing that it's we don't figure out that it's actually on fire until it's really on fire if it's in the attic. Because it's not like it's, you know, right here where, oh, I see the pan's on fire. All of a sudden, it's an undisclosed location. And holy cow, that's a little terrifying. Another one which went uh, unnoticed for quite some time was a cord. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was underneath a refrigerator. And the cord had been uh, kind of, well, damaged Mm -hmm. between moving the refrigerator multiple times. And then uh, as that movement took place, it kind of ground on the cord and then the cord had damage to it and would continue to arc for quite some time unnoticed. And then that caused the refrigerator to refrigerator to burn and then ultimately the kitchen also. So, oh, see, that's the worst thing you could possibly tell me because I already what is it? Is it OCD? OCD? OCD. OCDC is not a music (laughs) group. That's (laughs) ACDC. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I do that. I will put. I had to pull the refrigerator out for, I forget what reason, mm-hmm. a month or so ago, and I pushed it back in. And I thought, huh, am I on the cord? So I pulled it back out. Okay, I'm good. Pushed it back in. Uh, am I on the cord now? 
pushed it back out. <laughs> and by the fourth time, I thought, well, if I was on the court, I've already completely yeah. ground it to right. nothing. And I could uh, do this forever. The kid hasn't said, been, Dad, you got to quit. If it hasn't burned yet, you're probably all right at this, I, I hope, yes. at this point. Wow. Um, but a couple of things there. Again, both of those issues uh, were related in some way to either maybe benign neglect, mm-hmm. improper maintenance over a period of time, or just the movement uh, of just some casual kitchen renovation that was going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cooking fires, to kind of zone back in on that for a second, uh, when we look at that, that again is a behavioral, if we keep an eye on what it is that we're cooking mm-hmm. uh, and sp- pay special attention to it, uh, hopefully the idea is, is that the oil in the pan, for example, won't get too hot and then you won't have a flash fire that occurs and then you won't uh, hopefully burn dinner or and hopefully not your home either. So... Dan, didn't you say that your daughter who's going to Grand Valley, didn't she talk to somebody? It came up about cooking fires or something. And so there you're was... trying to burn all her bridges now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that she knew yeah. what to do she went... and she was with people who didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they overrode her, I believe. But um, yeah, Mad- I shouldn't. Well, I just said her name. Too late. <laughs> Maddie listens to the show from time to time, not as regularly. Okay. As I feel she should. But anyway, she was at a um, orientation yeah, for Grand Valley good. and just starting out there. And she came home and she said, Dad, Dad, I'm officially a college student now. I said, oh, really? What'd you do? You know, now you're in dad. Now you've got new books. <laughs> yes, all of that. She said, no, I was at an apartment. We had a fire. <laughs> said, oh. oh, no. And she's got video of the person bringing the pan out of the house. Sure. And With the lid on it, hopefully. No. Oh, geez. No. And that was the thing that, mm-hmm. you know, we said later. And she said, oh, we should have just covered it. That yeah. was what, you know, I don't remember that she even suggested that. I shouldn't say that. So it was she just one knew. of those. I don't know what she knew, actually. I just know that they transported it through the house, which was probably a mistake in a big way. If it were burning, it would be a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. So. Behavioral Madison causes. Madison missed. <laughs> Fire Marshal Brent, <laughs> last episode. Yeah. You got to know what to do. It's a big thing. Yeah. And it happens so fast. And once mm-hmm. it happens, yeah. that's when chaos kicks in a little bit because, you know, we're not used to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Unless you cook like my daughter, Tessa. She's used to burning things. <laughs> she made macaroni and cheese without adding any water and then microwaved the heck out of that stuff. <laughs> I walked home and it's I'm black. I'm sure it smelled great. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh-huh. Anyway, Fire Marshal Brent, you... <laughs> Have time to hang with us over the break? Certainly. All right. We have more things we want to talk about. Yeah. Are you offended that I called you Brent? No. Not at all. No, he just <laughs> aged sitting in his chair. No, I think he's changing his name permanently. <laughs> yeah, it just sure. rings. It rolls off the tongue. Uh-huh. Anyway, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Mm-hmm. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett. There you go. Soon to be Brent when the legal papers are filed. Only when you say Grown it. Grown Dyke. Fire Marshal of Holland, right, Brett? Yes, sir. Brent. Right. I can't remember you, anymore. You can't even do it right. <laughs> Shoot. No, I've talked about it too much. Uh-huh. Screwing it up. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the last segment, we were talking about, you know, just the different things that can happen, mm-hmm. some of the common causes for fires. Right. Because you've collected a ton of data on this. Oh, yeah. And it's just interesting to go through it because it helps us formulate a bit of a plan because we're seeing what's causing fires 
and we can start to adjust to that. Right. Now we know that you've got some more somber facts. Not that the other ones were light, but now <laughs> no. we're definitely taking Now we're that, getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, of, a little darker stuff. Yeah. When people deal with something that they haven't dealt with before, or it's an incredibly stressful situation, like a fire, for example, um, for us as firefighters, we train for it, we prepare for it every day. So it, it's not really a surprise when they happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our job. Um, but for those that are are surprised are overcome by a fire when it happens um we do have some negative outcomes and uh my prevention and the michigan fire inspector society foundation track uh the worst outcomes the fatal fires that occur in our state and they've identified that uh, through the data that's been brought out from each of these events is that the most at-risk groups are people between uh one year and nine years of age and then 40 to 80 years of age. Uh, Most of these fatal fires occur at night, and the number one cause of the fatal fires, at least from what has been reported so far, has been smoking. They fall asleep with it, or they... Do you know what exactly causes the? I mean, not you know in, it's smoking. Not but. in every case. We at least can say from the majority of the data that smoking is the, the leading cause of these fires. Um, but here again, from an educational standpoint... Uh, if you do smoke and it's your house, one thing to keep in mind is uh, to place whatever your smoking materials are in something that's non-combustible, something that won't burn. Uh, if you can, smoke outside and again, have something to place your uh, smoking materials uh, in mm-hmm. that, again, is non-combustible. It, right, because you had a fire at a place around here where that was the cause, right? We did, yep. In that situation, somebody had been smoking. They were out by the the front of a restaurant, and they uh, put it out in the mulch. Mm -hmm. And then it continued to smolder in the mulch, and then the fire burned through the mulch into a wooden support. And then that burned its way up into uh, the roof line attic space. So it burned up through that post into the the roof space. So, and now that's a concern because number one, it's a restaurant. You got a lot of folks there Mm -hmm. and uh, also an issue because it's the front door to the restaurant. And so now we get into as from a behavioral standpoint, everybody's Mm going to want to go if there's a fire out that front door because that's where they came in. Right. And so it makes people mindful when you go into places, know an alternative exit, even if it's your own home. No, an alternative way out. So as we were kind of talking beforehand. Yeah, before we started recording, you said that most of these fatal fires occur in the living room, correct? Yes, yeah. So and that's the, typically where the front door is. Correct. So the area of origin of that fire, again, this data coming from my prevention and the Michigan Fire Inspector Society Foundation, um, that area of origin is uh, the living room. And so when people panic... And we talk about how maybe they were bringing the, the burning pot out. Mm-hmm. Think of the way that they travel through. They're probably going to go out that front door. So the educational point being, again, know an alternative way out of even your own home. So whether it's a business, wherever it is that you're at, know some sort of an alternative way out. Know two ways out of wherever it is that you are. Now, Brett, you were talking about fires in the living room and, you know, how fairly common they are. And I just wonder about the placement of furniture in the living room, because I've been in some where I'm thinking if you're trying to get out of there, you're tripping over couches and coffee tables and end tables and just stuff. Is that an actual factor in this? Always. Uh, You have to imagine that uh, you're now in your own living room that you're very familiar with. But at the same time, now it's completely obstructed by smoke. You can't breathe. 
and now you have to try to get out of the space. And so the panic sets in. And that's where it causes additional stress or trouble for those that either disabled or have mobility issues. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lot more difficulty moving through those spaces to their front door. This comes back to practicing Mm -hmm. and having a plan, have a good solid idea of what you're going to try to do to uh, get out of your own home and practice it. That's what's important too. We train on a daily basis in the fire service, and as October being Fire Prevention Month, if you set aside some time as a family, even uh, maybe with some family that's not necessarily there anymore, maybe when we look at um, statistically the the folks that are maybe in their 60s, 70s, um, contact with their kids, and maybe they can, hey, mom and dad, we're going to do a fire drill. I know it sounds kind of weird. Well, like you (laughs) said, that age range. It is. And so we still have to look out for each other no matter mm-hmm. what age we're still family right? And right so no matter what age we're at even uncle bob that's right <laughs> that's right but we still look out for you know we still look out for each other yeah. and um and have a plan with family um and know a couple ways to get uh, people out of the house now what about smoke alarms that's always a big thing mm-hmm. when you come we always talk about smoke alarms you bet. now is the time to make sure they work check batteries oh yeah is there anything else we should be doing besides the smoke alarm thing? Um, always important. And uh, through, again, uh, my prevention, there was a lot of smoke alarms that were put up throughout uh, homes all over, all across the state this year, which was mm-hmm. great. But also um, making sure to check those alarms and make sure that they stay clean around there so they don't get dusty, oh. um, so you don't get false alarms, mm-hmm. uh, being mindful. A lot of places that we've gone in and done inspections on, um, maybe in rental homes or even home safety checks where folks invited us in to do uh, fire safety checks in their home, a lot of times we found if they were hardwired systems, they were disconnected. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was somewhere near the bathroom and uh, a hot shower or some steam or something like that had been causing chronic alarm. So they just wound up disconnecting it. Um, don't do that. (laughs) So always leave your smoke alarms connected, Mm -hmm. uh, check them to make sure that they work and to make sure that there's uh, good maintenance procedures being used on them. Are there certain rooms that they should be in? Obviously the living room, Mm -hmm. because that's where so many of these happen. I assume the kitchen bedrooms. So bedrooms, uh, there should be one in every bedroom. Okay. And then uh, maybe one in every, or pardon me, one in every sleeping area. So mm-hmm. to your point about living rooms, yeah, if there's maybe somebody that's maybe 60, 70 years old, or anybody for that matter that uh, sleeps in the living room as a common location, there should be one in there. That's going to be your first notification that uh, there's a fire somewhere in the home mm-hmm. and, and then give you time to you know, activate your action plan and get out. But again, one in every bedroom and then one on every level of your home. So if you have a two-story house plus a basement, there should be one in the basement, the main floor, and the second story. Now, Brett, are there resources available if anyone is interested in working on their fire prevention this month? Yeah, there's some good data that comes from uh, the Michigan Fire Inspectors Society Foundation. And uh, it illustrates a lot of the things we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. Um, Being mindful of smoking in your home. Uh, Again, have something non-combustible to put your smoking materials in. that's what we're trying to identify or what we have identified as a leading cause of fatal fires in the state and to educate to that, to try to, if people would be willing to quit, have them quit, um, or at least have some means to properly discard their smoking materials so that there's not a fire in their home. Now, we know that you go out to businesses and do fire checks and things like that all the time. Is there anything for 
residential people who might want some help in their home just to kind of look it over and say, hey, here are a couple things you should be doing. Sure. Uh as always, contact your local fire department to see what it is that they offer as a service. Mm-hmm. Here in the city of Holland, we do home fire safety checks okay. uh, where residents will contact us and invite us out and we'll check your smoke alarms. We'll discuss a lot of the same things we talked about today as far as having a plan. Do you bring snacks? Well, we could. I mean, <laughs> you never well, know. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. You know put, that Dan put, is going to call I know, now right? Put me on the spot like that. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, we'll come out. We'll do a walkthrough and we'll identify uh, some potential areas where you may be at risk of fire and how to mitigate those things and uh, how to work towards having a plan to uh, get out in the event that there is some sort of a fire in the home. All right, perfect. And we'll put some of those resources on our website, so if anyone has questions, we'll have links to that. That'd be great. Brett, I cannot thank you enough for starting off October and Fire Prevention Month with us. Well, I thank you both for the wonderful public service that you do each and every week. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. It's Brent. (laughs) (laughs) Only in your world. Thanks for being here. So after a break, we're going to turn your design on its head and talk about a design element that you may have forgotten. That's next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, it's always fun when Fire Marshal Brett is here. It is. But it always feels weird because it's one of the weirdest interviews we ever have. Because he's been on before. Yeah. And we both just, he's so much fun. Yeah. And yet we talk about some of the darkest and dreariest topics. I know. It's it's one of those. So sometimes it's it's very tough for me, I'll be very honest, because I find myself, because I enjoy the conversation so much, mm-hmm. I get lost and I get giggly. Yes. But I was very mature this time. You were very mature. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud. Yeah. That was very good of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm growing up. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't go that far. I'm getting older. Let's just... Yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> that would be a correct statement. Anyway. Anyway. We got the last segment. Uh-huh. And we've got something interesting coming up. We think it's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It is. Well, it's We're stressing a little bit because we've bitten off a great big huge <laughs> thing here and we're not yes. sure we can finish this uh, off. But we always do. We always get to this We'll point. pull it off. What we're talking about is we've got a color and design event mm-hmm. coming up in the fall. Yep. November. And last year was the first time that we opened it up. Normally it's for architects and builders and designers and right. painting contractors. Yep. But we did a second night last year for DIYers, for homeowners. homeowners. Yep. And we had about 150, 120 people show yeah, up. roughly. It was a great evening. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, it's going to blow that one away. Uh, yes. You're yes, going to want to be there. We're calling it Turn Design on Its Head. Right. And we won't describe it, but one of the, no. the major set pieces, because we build a ton of different set pieces it's for like this. It's like a theater production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got an upside down room. Because what yes. better to demonstrate the importance of turning design on its head than building an upside down room? Right. Who doesn't love that? Um, 
it is a very unique thing. And we want to talk about turning design on its head because the tendency is for all of us in design to just get stuck in a box. We get in a pattern and we just keep going Mm -hmm. with that and we don't think more broadly. And one aspect of that that has to do with turning design on its head is the ceiling because it's something that we just kind of overlook we don't stop and think about it it's just there well quite it's right right. it's white (laughs) generally it's white we've grown up with white ceiling i have never growing up as a kid i never saw a ceiling that was a different color ever right i don't know how many people even thought about doing a different color up there so ceilings were supposed to be white and i think for the most part they still are that's just how people do it right and that's because we grew up with it Mm -hmm. another reason people don't do it is is a very practical one And it's that dark colors, you know, the darker you Mm -hmm. go, the more tint that you put in a color, in a paint, it generally makes the paint shinier. Even if it's a flat finish, it will get a little bit shinier because of Mm -hmm. the colorant that's added to get to a certain color. Why is that a problem? It's a problem on a ceiling because it just makes it very difficult to work with. Yeah, as soon as you put that ceiling, as soon as you're in a room where there are windows and the light is shining just right, you will see every little flaw in that ceiling if it's the least bit shiny. So you're going to see lap marks and roller marks potentially and little pops yeah. and all kinds of things will show up mm-hmm. that a flat, a true flat, will, will generally hide a lot right, of Right, it'll mask it. And so a lot of people, again, go to a white because mm-hmm. they can keep it a true flat. And not worry about anything like that. Right. There's also this idea out there that if you put a darker color on the ceiling, it closes down the room and suddenly the ceiling is on your head. That is like ingrained in our psyche. That's what happens. And yet you wonder if that's exactly true because you've got an experience. I've got one Mm -hmm. where the opposite seems to be what happens. Yeah, I actually have done it twice. My sister has a basement that has a black ceiling. Mm -hmm. And for me, because everything was painted black, it just seemed like the ceiling disappeared. Everything. You mean like the pipes pipes or whatever. Everything. The ductwork, everything was black. And another place I worked, we did the same thing. Painted the ceiling black in the basement. And it's that same feeling. The ceiling just rises up and you don't know where it, it is. It feels a little more cavernous over your yeah. head. So in fact, it's the opposite of what we might expect. Right. Now, we're not saying that that's across the board true. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I wonder if like a mid-tone color or something like that right. on a low ceiling, that might probably have does that effect. close right. the room in a little yeah. bit. Sometimes that's what you want to do. Yeah. But the idea is maybe challenge that original thought mm-hmm. because the darker color might make the ceiling seem higher and more cavernous, like Betsy said. Right. So consider painting your ceiling. You know, first off, there have been a lot of advancements in ceiling paint technology. It's not what it used to be. Benjamin Moore has come out with their waterborne ceiling paint, and it is a dead flat ceiling paint. Even if you put color in it, even if you make it a navy blue ceiling, the ceiling is still going to be dead flat. Right. And that's huge. So even in white, Mm -hmm. this is generally a flatter ceiling paint than a lot of other ones out there. And then when it's tinted, it stays the same. So that makes it very easy to work with in that regard. Right. You're not going to get the lap lines. It's not going to highlight imperfections. It really gives you the opportunity to experiment with color on your ceiling without having any of the negative side effects of working with general ceiling paints. Right. And then there is that always cliched, slightly cheesy thing about the fifth wall that I think we've talked about a 
couple of times. We may here. have. I don't know how many times because we kind of laugh about it. Yes. People use that. What Betsy's referring to is the ceiling is the fifth wall right. of a room. Yes. You know, if you watch HGTV, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> and as yes. goofy as it is, or as cliched, I guess, and overused, it really is the truth. Think about yeah. how that works. We agonize, we watch people agonize yeah. over colors mm-hmm. finding exactly the right tones and hues and shades right. for their furniture for this for mm-hmm. that and then they get white for the ceiling don't even well, give a thought to the ceiling yeah it's the last thing that we think about if we think about it at all the thing is that can be a whole design element in itself you can leave everything else in the room neutral and just the impact of that ceiling that's a different color can, you know, spark conversations when people come in. And it just gives the room a whole different feeling. You know, I don't want anybody to think that we're saying that's got to be navy blue on your ceiling. No. Or black no. or whatever. It doesn't have to be bold in the sense that Mm-mm. it's a dark color. Right. You know, because do you remember we went to a parade of homes maybe two years ago, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And we talked about it. but. It, it was one of those rooms that really stuck in our minds because a lot of the houses were the same. Right. You know, cool. They were nice. Yep. But they were the same. Yep. And then we walked into this one that had blue on the walls, right? Kind of a yeah. a, a chalky, yeah. gray, gray blue. down blue. Yep. And they had a sitting room. Mm-hmm. And that sitting room, they reversed the colors. Instead of white on the ceilings mm-hmm. and white on the trim the, and blue on the walls, yeah. they had blue on the ceiling mm-hmm. and then the white was on the, the white. Was on the walls. Right. Right? Yeah. I loved the impact of this. It was so relaxing. Yeah. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about, you know, when, when you think about ceiling colors, and sometimes, you know, maybe the tendency is to think that we're just really, really reaching here to get a, a, a new surface to paint. Mm-hmm. But think about outside. What if the sky was yeah. only white? Mm-hmm. Yeah, How it's... cool does everything else look if it's only white? Well, the white? thing is, the reason we like the nice sunny days with the bright blue sky is because of the contrast that that offers and but when, even a steely kind of a gray right, sky when you have with the, the really yellow leaves days. and yeah that there's that vivid contrast. contrast just white yeah if you get just white dull. clouds mm-hmm. think what you could do in a space we're not saying the whole house no find just an entryway rooms and then make sure you're paying attention through the next few weeks on the show and we'll tell you how you can get tickets to come and see our upside down room and see what a crazy color on the ceiling can actually do for a space. Right. And there you go, Betsy. It's over. Another one. Episode Another 130. One bites the dust. Yeah, episode <laughs> 130, officially in the ground. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so sad. If you want to dig it up, find it at repcolite.com. You can listen again. Right. And if you want to find a painter to paint your ceiling when you decide to oh, go with that very fifth good. wall. Yes, because not everybody wants to paint their ceiling. Right. Not everybody wants to. Some people want to try. And if you don't, then we can help you find a painter. Just go to our website right there on the homepage. There's a form you can fill out and we will help you find a painter in your area for that. Exactly. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3 Ready to help you with whatever you've got going. Yep. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And whether it's your business or whether it's your home, mm-hmm. we'll help you turn your space upside down. Well, not your space. Your design. Yeah, I was going to say if the you're space gonna is upside down. You're going to nail everything down, down uh-huh. first. Your customers are going to have a hard time getting in. We'll help you turn <laughs> the design on its head. There you go. Thanks for listening.